Hi everybody, this is Bo Sanchez here in, I, I need to get used to this, Success Live. I want to thank you so much for this opportunity that you're joining us. It is a great privilege. You know what? I, I, I really feel so good just being able, you know, for you to be able to spend time with us, you could do so many things. You could be, I don't know, playing the video game or, uh, you know, but you're able to, be, to, to do this. I want to say thank you for joining us. And I have now my dear friend here, Rex Mendoza, the one and only, the great, the legend, the institution. <laughs> uh, good evening, good evening. He, he, you know, I, I want to thank you that you're joining us. And from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank you that you have come here to learn and to listen. Your attention, your, your just spending time with us is a great gift already to us, and we're, we're so grateful. And I'm going to be asking questions uh, with, uh, you know, the Rex is such a, a blessing to all of us in the Truly Rich Club. He has uh, spoken many, many times, and every time he speaks, it is such a blessing. So right now, you're going to hear... Uh, the one and only Rex Mendoza. Hi, Rex. Hi, good evening, Brother Bo. Thank you. Oh, it's a pleasure. Um, you know, it's also a great opportunity to be in a situation like this. Um, you know me, I talk a lot. So yes. I, I like to have listeners <laughs> or viewers. <laughs> Rex, you know, one of the things we did a long time ago was you spoke to the Kerygma Conference. Yeah. And, and people... People uh, were so inspired because of that message, and it and the reason I think why it was such was so, was so impactful was the fact that you shared about your life, and it was so personal, and then people were able to identify with you. Can you just share even in a, maybe that'll be our introduction, Rex, if, that, if that's okay? <laughs> you didn't tell me it's gonna be like this. I I thought it was all about finance and money and all that stuff. <laughs> We will, and, really, we will go to that. And I think I've told you that I'm never going to do that again. <laughs> you, you forced me once. You, you pushed me to the edge. No, but, but it, was, it, was, um, it was a great experience when, when I was sitting down with Tessa Tienza. I think, yeah. you, know, you know, she's helping me with a book. And, you Rex know, is coming, coming out with a new book, the first book ever. And <laughs> it will come out in November. So watch for that. That shepherd's voice, that's also, again, the coercion of Brother Bo. Ah. <laughs> uh, Tess was telling me, you know, it, it came out different. I think she heard me some other time, but that particular point, there was a lot of healing already. Yes. I think it's also because of that, you know, that heightened level of spirituality. And, and you know, looking back at times, um, you never think about certain experiences to be blessings. But years after, mm. you'll get it. You'll get why right. you went through such right. uh, an ordeal or such great forms of enjoyment and happiness. Yeah. It all boils down to, you know, a, a life that you should have. And, and you, cannot, mm. you cannot question it when it happens. So yes. I, I guess if we start there, um, I, I think the fact that, you know, it was a very, very challenging childhood. And, you know, it's a bigger challenge now because... My sister is watching. <laughs> Aterona, you know, you weren't there during the Kerygma conference with, with Manong, but uh, I shared, you know, um, my early life uh, having, you know, parents that are really, 
really old school, old hard workers, school. really good providers, but somehow they have different belief systems, not yeah. exactly the way we yeah. uh, we yeah. do lead and, and, and maybe nurture our children these days. Yeah. But at that particular time, they think that was the right way. Exactly. You know, exactly. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we got hurt. I mean, I also got had had those experiences with my mom and my dad. They were they were their intentions were were good. Exactly. <laughs> if, you, if you get to the intent, I think there's no question now. You get to realize it. But you know, when you were going through the ordeal, it didn't feel like it, it's like that, right? And I guess you know, my my auntie would would uh, agree with me. We all we can talk about it today, yeah, yeah. Uh, in a very different light uh, compared to when we were young. But you know, Ate was the unica hija. You know, uh, yeah. my father was the eldest. My mom's also eldest in her yeah. family. Yeah. Uh, apple of the eyes of everyone, the first grandchild of the entire clan. Yeah. That was my Ate. Yeah. And uh, then my parents didn't have anything. Uh, not not uh, another son or another daughter. So yeah. they were worried. Uh, several miscarriages oh. over eight years. Yeah. So they tried everything. Um, Fertility doctors, uh, dancing in a bando, you know, oh. they, they went through everything that's necessary just to have another child. Yeah. And in nine years, Ooh. someone came up. Wow. Nine years. Firstborn son. Uh-huh. Wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't me. It was my brother. So they were complete. Uh, two years without any novena. No fertility doctor, yeah. no dancing yeah. in Obando. Someone came out. Yeah. You know, bonus. That was me. <laughs> so that's exactly my life story, right? <laughs> you would see from there how it transpired, you know, uh, when we were growing up, you know, my brother's oh, firstborn son. Uh, if you know of anyone who needs to hear this story, this story of resurrection, this story <laughs> of overcoming uh, difficult, difficult odds. This is the story of Rex. He's going to share it. So just in case you know of anyone, tag him. Share this video right away. Thank you. Go ahead. Rex. So, um, you know, very, very challenging childhood. I mean, um, it's, it's really looking at uh, a family that thought they were complete before me. Mm -hmm. So uh, never really had uh, much, much like what my sister and my brother had. Yeah. And they, don't, they know that now. Yeah. You know, and, and, and they also know that and they can probably qualify it when it, when it comes to today that they yeah. say, you know, it's really uh, a blessing that it happened like that because they said if you were well provided, you're not going to be as a fighter as you were and, mm. and you're not going to be where you are right yeah. now. See, yeah. you, you, you look back and you say, oh, that's a blessing. Yeah. You look back and see, oh, that, those are the roles of people in my Absolutely. life. And if they change their roles, then I'm not going to be me. Exactly. Right? So... I, I look at those those childhood years and and you know, not that I have uh, a bad shape. No, no. Um, my parents provided for me. Yep, I yep. still had a lot more than what other children yeah, got. Yeah. But if I'm gonna turn around and and be like let's say limiting or, or maybe envious, yeah. which I was at that age, yeah. I look at what my sister and brother got, right? <laughs> See, my sister <laughs> I never really had yeah. A respectable bed until I was working. And that also came from my parents. You know, they yeah. gave it to me yeah. when I was the only child in the house. <laughs> they had all the watches, uh, all the balls, all the toys that 
he likes. Yeah. Because when he acts up, yeah. my dad and mom can take it. Okay. When I act up, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was funny now. I mean, if you look back, it's yeah. funny. But at that time, Painful. you know, I yeah, you know, why am I here? I mean, yeah. why is this happening to me? I always compare. I always become jealous. I always oh. become envious. And I think that's that's the limiting thing. But again, yeah. again it's deprivation. Oh. Deprivation breeds ambition. Oh. If you look back at right now, I mean, it breeds ambition. Yeah. But at that time, I always compare. At third year high school, yeah. my brother had a brand new car. Okay. Wow. That's pretty early. And, and he doesn't want me to ride it all the time. Okay. You know, he, he wants me to ride it when there are no, one, there are no people looking. Because it's not cool to be with a small brother in the oh. car, right? I mean, we were in high school, yeah. so yeah. he lets me ride if it's uh, okay. Yeah. But if it's not going to be cool, then yeah. I'm not going to ride it. So yeah. all of these things. Now, um, and, and one, one particular aunt that played a big role in my life is Umpe. And then you know, my brother and sister know that it's my mom's sister. Yeah. And she's a widower. She didn't really have uh, a son or a daughter. So he... She, she treated me like that. Wow. So I said shoes because I would have loved my brother yeah. to get brand new shoes while his shoes are still decent. Okay. Because that's what I'm going to get. Ah, you're going to get See, I, I didn't, okay. yeah, I always have hand-me-downs. Always hand-me-downs. And that's the reason why, again, flip side of it, you have to see my shoes now. I mean, I have a quite a collection, <laughs> you know. Because <laughs> at that time when I was young, I didn't have them. Oh. So... This aunt of mine um, takes me to Carriedo, yeah. looks at my shoe, and, and you know it's really like they have holes in them. Oh. And my socks that are white oh. are actually getting to be gray or brown because of the dust. So, and this is no joke. When we get a, sh a pair of shoes in Carriedo, yes. we leave my old shoes there. Ooh. We don't even bring it home because it's really that bad. It, it's really that bad. So this, this aunt of mine has been... Uh, that blessing to me, yeah. I, I think the love and the care that I got from her, yeah. the concern and the attention, always comes in when I was on the brink. Yeah. You know, there are times when you're thinking destructive, yeah. she comes along. It's almost like she's a lifesaver at that particular time. Now, so you as, you, as you struggle, yeah. she gets there at the right time. And wow. then it's, it's, it's a fresh fight. Yeah. And, and, you know, all that, takes me to like certain career choices. My father always wanted me to be a lawyer oh. because uh, even at a very young age, you know, I talk a lot and, and my <laughs> brother and sisters followed his advice. Yeah. They both became doctors. They, oh. were, they, they, they studied medicine yeah. and, and you know how it was. Again, going back to the good old days, yeah. my parents really believed that you're not a professional if you don't have a title. Mm. You're not a professional if you don't go and, and pass yeah. a board exam. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and, and this was very different because um, I had a very different view. If I take up law, I'll have to study nine years. Yeah. And I cannot wait that long. That's right. You know, I really wanted to have a show for myself because I didn't like where I was. Yeah. So I, 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 I thought that, you know, the fastest way would have been business, right? which I did. So when, when my, my dad said, so why are you taking up business? Yeah. I said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a good corporate lawyer. 
Uh, I'll, I'll take up law after business. <laughs> Quite strategic, but I was telling a lie. <laughs> I knew I'm, I'm not gonna go and get into law. But I, you know, graduated from BA. I uh, yeah. got into UP Law School. Yeah. The dean, I, I won't forget the name, Dean Bakungan, yeah. is a good friend of his. Yeah. And on the last day of um, enrollment, uh, he called my dad and said, Romain, where's your son? Uh-huh. He hasn't enrolled. Oh. Okay, I, I, I ran away. Oh, my God. Actually ran away. I, I didn't go to law school. And when I came back, I had a job. I had a job in a company where where he didn't know anyone. I, I purposely did that because, you know, at, at the tail end of it, he was saying, if you don't want to study, then at the very least work for government, yeah. work for the Supreme Court. You know, he was hoping that the yeah. exposure yeah. would still lead me to that education, uh, right? But I did it. I had my, you know, I said I, I had my own dreams. I didn't think that being a professional meant having a title. Yeah. You know, at a very early age, I was saying, you know, that I called him Tatang. All of us called him, you know, Tatang and Inay. And I said, Tang, for me, a professional is someone who loves what he's doing. Yeah. And who's going to do everything in his power every day to be good at it, to That's be good. better at it. That's good. Right? But he still didn't buy it. And he oh. said, you know, for the longest time, and yeah. I, I'll always remember, this has been quite a motivation for me, but for the longest time, he's been telling me that, Rex, have you realized you're the only non-professional in this family? Ouch. Ouch. You're the only non-professional. Um, my brother doctors. and sister are both doctors. He's a lawyer, and my mom's a CPA. Okay. Oh. So I'm uh, Rex Mendoza with no title. No, no yes, letters. Mister. No, no letters at all. Yeah. So, again, I... Um, Tried to do uh, what I, I thought was right. I had a good career going. And uh, since uh, I had a chance to go for MBA school, yeah. he said, why not? You know, if yeah. you're not going to take up law, at the very least, take up MBA. Okay. So he wants to be proud of his son, you know, his uh... youngest son. So I guess I'll have to look back and see that, you know, they wanted to provide for me. I mean, yes, yeah. I stayed in the dorm. They paid for it. That's right. I mean, it's, it's not that simple. Even if you have a scholarship in AIM. Yeah. Studying in Makati is expensive, Very, right? Yeah. So, and, and I remember, you know, he had to buy me a computer. And, yeah. and those were the times when I get to ask myself, you know, if they don't love you, why are they doing this? Oh, okay. See, they love you. They just want something different for you. <laughs> and you want something else, yes, right? Yes. That's when you now equate, you know, a very different way of thinking about it. They still love you, right? Yeah, yeah. But they want something else. And you don't like that. <laughs> Because, you know, my dad, you know, I was telling him, you know, I'm going to do well in MBA school. Yeah. I'm going to do well. I'm not going to be going for extracurricular. My yeah. college was about extracurricular. I was governor of the frat, and I'm a member of six organizations, Ooh. right? But, but MBA, I said, focused on studies. Yeah. I said, I have the chance to graduate with distinction. Mm. But I need my own PC. I need my own personal computer. Yeah, At that yeah. time, it's not as cheap as no, it no, is today. No. It's yeah. very expensive. Yeah. But... You know, I, I remember that picture and I can vividly remember it in my head. Patang going to EIM, handing me a stack or a stash of cash. Ooh. Because that came from our jeepney business. You know, we have a jeepney business. And, you know, the boundaries that the jeepneys, yeah, yeah. you know, the jeepney yeah, driver yeah, gives. Yeah. He didn't even go to the bank and exchange. I mean, he just gave me that stack and said, 
Rex, buy your personal computer. Wow. So that I remember. So I, I finished MBA. I was like fast rising star in AIM. So another break happened. I said, you know, I, I want to be an agent. Agent. I was an executive. I was already senior assistant vice president. People were saying I'm going to be promoted to VP soon. But, but I said, I want to be an agent. Wow. And how did your father respond? I thought I'm going to be proud of you already. Oh, that's <laughs> what he said. said. You know, you're an MBA graduate. You're, you graduated with distinction. You're, you're an executive in a, in, a, in, a, in a big company. And you're now becoming an agent, you know? Are you really sick, Rex? You know, I, I can I can have you treated, you know. <laughs> but uh, my mind was made up. I I, I felt I, I'll do well being an agent, and, and I pursued it. I became Ooh. an agent for Film Life in 1983. My, my 1993, my first retirement. I've already retired three times. <laughs> my first retirement. That's when Ramper was born. I um. I was a. Uh, performing an agency role for Philam. Yeah. And and I did well. Um in about three, four years, being a member of the million dollar round table. Mm. Okay. Um all of a sudden big issue happened. My mom got sick. Oh. My mom got sick. He she suffered a stroke. And and you know Anna, I was already married then. I, I told Anna and um I I need to do something for my mom. Yeah. And we had that big decision to move them to our house. Because our ancestral home is in Sampalo. Yeah. You know, a, a stroke victim on a wheelchair yeah. will never survive Sampalo. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. if you walk them around, the jeepneys will hit you, right? So I said, you know, we live in a good village. And I can, yeah, you know, yeah. be uh, pushed around the that's village good. and all. That's going to be good for her. So we converted our den to a... a makeshift hospital room yeah. with everything there, the bed, uh, yeah. oxygen and all that with the nurses. So, yeah. so my mom my mom and dad stayed with us. In fact, they stayed with us for the rest of their lives yeah. when, when they moved, both of them. Wow. So it was very different. I mean, uh, we tried to provide everything that we can for them. And, uh, and I think I accorded them, a, you know, some piece of luxury at uh, the twilight years of their lives. Um, I was tempted at a certain point uh, to to I, I at the very least joke or maybe tell my dad you know <laughs> where are the professionals? Ate manong sorry ah pero talagang gusto ko tanungin nasaan yung mga doktor? Bakit wala sila? Why? Because at that time I was already doing very well in my career and you now realized hey Rex you know you're an agent but you can provide this for us yeah. you know things change because in 1997, yeah. I bought them their own Mercedes-Benz. Because at a certain point, I, I attended MDRT. And, and I, I, I won't forget, it's, um, it's this guy who wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul. Yes, yeah. You remember the name? Uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul. Jack Canfield. Okay, Jack Canfield. He was a speaker in MDRT. And I had the chance to um, assist. Yeah. And he told me, so what are you doing? And I'm so proud of what I'm doing. And I'm, I'm MDRT and all that. I said, what are you doing for family? So I was proud. I was telling them about my mom and dad living yeah. with me. Yeah. I told them exactly, wow. you know, 
him and his assistant yeah, this yeah. story. And he said, you know what, Rex? I, I think you're not doing good enough. You're not doing good enough. You're not doing good enough. Ooh. So he said, what were your parents' goals when you were young? Oh. I said, you know, I remember when I was a young child, I, I remember my mom always saying they wanted their Mercedes Benz. Yeah. But you see, they educated two doctors. That's enough to be yeah. quite in a deep hole, yeah. not to be able to buy themselves the luxuries they wanted. Yeah. So he said, you know, why don't you buy it for them? Ooh. You have a good career going. You have a long, long track. Yeah. Your parents are not going to have that much time. Wow. You know, he, he did an exercise with me. Let me sit down, had me close my eyes, yeah. and vividly think about my mom and dad. Yeah. And then snapped his finger and said, what if, Rex, you come back to Manila on this trip? Yeah. And you find out that they're not there anymore. Oh, gosh. You know, that exercise was so, so, you know, it, it, the impact on me was really, really hard. Wow. I almost like wanted to rush to a phone to order a car, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. see, sometimes that's what we do. We yeah. also don't, you yeah. know, we, 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 we take act. it for granted. You know, we love our parents. We love our brothers and sisters. Wow. But at a certain point, we dilly-dally yeah. in terms of paying back, in terms yeah. of sharing. So at that particular point, I did that. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, that, again, matter of pride for me that I was able to do that. Yeah. And then, you know, because they're sick, you know, we, we had a better relationship. My brother, sister, yeah. their yeah. families, we yeah. go together. Yeah. I guess uh, this is something new. And I guess, you know, as a member of the mastermind, your mastermind, this is something that I shared recently. This is something that I didn't share in Kerygma. Yeah. Right? And I now want to share this. And... Um, because it's special to me. Um, one of my uh, uh, nephews, yeah. uh, at his son, uh, Nyonge, no? yeah. Ronald Sirohano, yeah. you know, when I was, um, you know, doing very well, yeah. I set up this business for them. And maybe they were still too immature, you know, after college, yeah. Yeah. they're not yet as responsible. Yeah. So I had a, you know, quite a drifting experience with my nephews and nieces. But my you know, um, my tension with him was pretty tough because he's a, he's a wild guy at the start. You know, he very responsible. He drank a lot and all oh. that. Okay. And then, and, and there was a bit of a, you know, some, some, some bad blood between us. Oh, okay. But you see, he changed. Yeah. He challenged himself. He worked really well and he did quite well. Yeah. He did, you know, quite a bit of a turnaround in his career. That's good. And he went to me in my office in Ayala Land. I was already in Ayala Land. And he apologized for everything that happened That's nice. years before. And, and I did not accept it. You did not accept it. I did not. Um, because, again, I explained that and I said, you know, in our family, people love each other so much. Sometimes we we spoil each other. Mm. You know, and then, Manong Ate, I think you're going to uh, admit this. I mean, we were spoiled. You were spoiled more than me, but you know, we were spoiled. And there's no such thing as uh, tough love. So on Nyonge, I wanted to say, I'll put my foot down. This is going to be tough love. And he said, you know, Tito Rex, I need you 
to forgive me. I need you to, uh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, bring that relationship back. Yeah. And I didn't accept it. Wow. The guy did very well. Um, he got himself to an accident and required uh, operations. I did not help. Wow. That's how, I mean, I knew it was irresponsible. He got into a car accident. We are of the morning. Yeah. I know the background. So as far as I'm concerned, he still hasn't learned this lesson. Yeah. But you know, after a while, things changed with him. I mean, you know, it was when he was doing so well when he turned around his life that he got sick. Mm. You know, he got diagnosed with, with, yeah. with cancer. Yeah. And at that particular point, he was a changed man. He had a son. I mean, it's not the cancer yeah. that turned him around. It's actually yeah. the son. So the son changed the way he's, he, view life, uh, he viewed life. He, he was very, very responsible. He, you know, yeah. completely used yeah. his talent for worthwhile endeavors. That's and it, it was on fire. Yeah. And at that particular point, I felt, you know, it's time. And, you know, I uh, worked with him. I made him a consultant for Rambert. Oh, he did a lot in terms of our branding, in terms yeah. of our marketing, helped us a lot. Um, we did very well together. Um, he was on fire, as I've said. But I only have uh, about a year and a half with it in that phase. And as I shared with you and the other members of Mastermind, I thought, you know, that one and a half, those one and a half years were, were great. I mean, super. And I felt that he felt it too, that we were like a good, See. you know, Tito and, and, and nephew really getting into the groove and, and doing a lot of stuff together. But I wasn't blessed with more time and I would have wanted to do maybe uh, not one and a half years, but 15 years with him. But, you know, it, it, it wasn't that long. While we knew it's about to happen, we weren't ready for it. I wasn't ready for it. You know, I was trying to give him everything that I can uh, in, in those last few months. But, you know, somehow I would have wanted to buy more time with him. But I guess uh, the Lord has different plans. God took him home. Yep. And, you know, the things that I promised him that I'm going to do, I'm, I'm going to do this time. So, um, you know, I'm uh, taking the whole, like what you do. I think we, we mentioned, we talked about this. I'm, I'm taking this whole family to a, to a trip this December. <laughs> That's good. Uh, it's something that I promised Nyonge, but Nyonge is not going to be with us physically. I'm sure he's going to be with us in spirit. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to have fun with my nephews and nieces and my Wonderful. brother and sister. Wonderful. So it's it's now a very different yeah. family where we're closely Beautiful. bonded. And, Beautiful. You know, and, you know, I, I take a lot of uh, of power and strength from from, yes. from this family. And, and as I go back, you know, yeah. you cannot question each and everything that happened yeah. now. It's almost like everything was laid out yeah. just like that. Yeah. And it was, Thank you, Rex. I wanted everyone to hear your story as an introduction as we move into uh, the whole area of finance. Because, you know, sometimes when you dive automatically, okay, let's go to finance, how invest, how to do that. Without hearing the personal story, people don't understand. You went through such a history. You went through so much pain. You went through so much difficulty. And then this was the impetus. This was the fuel, you know, that launched you to who you are now. Rex is uh, an amazingly 
wise man in the area of finance. And, and right now, as I ask him some financial questions on how you and your finances can be put into order, do tell us, uh, type in, write in your questions in the comments, and we will try our best to answer them. And Rex will be answering these questions. So, so Rex, when, when you went through that pain, when you went through the, the difficulties and, and uh, the, the jealousy, um, it, it drove you to who you are now. Um, was was investing something or, or saving, was that something early? Something you discovered early or late? Very early. I, I discovered that very early. Unfortunately, uh, we didn't have all the instruments and vehicles that we have now. Ah, okay. You know, at that particular point, I mean, we, we can't talk about capital markets. You know, there were like, you well, know, that, very little well, in that, terms that, of that, options. You won't have managed funds. You invested in stocks directly and and the information that we get yeah. is not as, as extensive as it is today okay. but i guess when you ask about was it there very early the answer is yes because i set aside the money i think it is very clear that you know i knew that my salary won't be enough if i, if I want to dream big dreams if i have great objectives moving forward that no matter how I project, even if I get promoted once every two years, I still won't get to where I wanted. So I have to make my money work. I had to, uh, you know, um, get Share that some... again, Rex. Share that again. Uh, you, you mentioned that, you know, this was, this was a video that we did years, years ago yeah. about that. Can you just repeat that, that whole thing? Um, see, I, uh, I work, right? Yeah. I, I am not that blessed with capital so much so I can immediately get into business. Yeah. And at that particular point, I just felt, you know, even the background, like my mother and father were in businesses like, you know, jeepneys, sari-sari stores, yeah. uh, too tedious, yeah. but it doesn't give you enough, right? Yeah. I mean, too much work. I'm not yeah. saying it's not honorable, it is. Yeah. But you see, for them, it's different. Businesses are sidelines. It just augments income they get from ah, government, right? Ah. So I said, if I'm going to get income from the private sector, yes, that's going to be higher. Yeah. It's better than government work. Yeah, but you know, but it's still not going to yeah. be enough. So if I wanted this, this, and this later on in my life, yeah. I would have to make sure it comes from something that I can build. That's right. And at that particular point, it has to be a kitty that I have to start growing. Yeah. Because if, if as I've said, I, I, I have this salary. Even if I'm a high flyer, I'll probably get, what, 5%, 8% increase every year. Yeah. So no matter how you project it, you're not going to get to where you want, right? Yeah. So yeah. I said, I have to set money aside. I yeah. have to grow this. Now, mm. if it's not enough to launch my own business, yeah. and I don't even have an idea of what that business was, yeah. at the very least, that kitty I need to grow. Mm. So... I, I even started the wrong way. My first investment in stocks, yeah. I think I've mentioned this to you, were mining and oil stocks, you know, um, <laughs> the rumor mill and all that. Um, in fact, for me, uh, stocks was like more like uh, the casino, right? Gambling. It's, like it's, it's looking at the dealer, yeah. looking at the hands and belt, you know, something like that. So it's mining and oil stocks I invested yeah. Maybe long term was three months. Yeah. yeah right. So yeah. not enough until I realized, you know, there's the commercial and industrial board. And then that, okay, because these are stocks, you're owning pieces of companies. So you now have to own 
companies that do make money. Yeah. So I link that to my collegiate finance. Uh, See, when I was in collegiate finance, it wasn't yep. relevant, yep. right? But now when I started investing, now I go back, oh, so that what, that's what EPS is all about. Uh, so that's, that's what all of these income statements and balance sheets were supposed mm. to be for, right? right? So I now realize, okay, let's now start looking at investments. Yeah. And I really had PLDT. I mean, PLDT, a lot of my friends know this. I always share this story because my start was PLDT. Oh, okay. PLDT is a monopoly right. at that time. Yep. PLDT. This was what, 20, 30? Years ago? 20 years ago. It, it ages me, right? <laughs> this was 1983. Okay. <laughs> 34 years ago. Oh, my God. So, um, Aquino got shot. Yeah. So what I bought, I bought PLDT, if I remember right, 11, 1150, yes, yes. it went down to six, uh, okay? And further went down to 350, uh, right? Because, you know, when, when people talk about the dips today, yeah. the crisis that we see, 2008, that was nothing. <laughs> you know, in 1983, sometimes the whole Philippine Stock Exchange, you know, they had a volume of what? Five million pesos in one day. Oh my God. That's how bad it was. No one was even trading, oh. right? And people were on the streets. Yes, uh, people yes. were in the corner of yes. Paseo de Rojas yes. and, uh, and, and Ayala, yeah. right? So, so nothing was happening. But hey, PLDT is still a monopoly. It charges what it wants to charge. Their yeah. margins are very good. Yeah. If you want a phone, you have to yeah. get it through them, right? Yes, yes. And you don't care even if they give you a party line. Yeah. Right? You had a party line, right? So they even split the line. Yeah. Can you just imagine how much they were earning? Oh, yeah. But again, the price didn't reflect value yeah. because of the market sentiment. That's right. And we all know market sentiments always shift. That's right. right? But that was a long shift because 83 was when Aquino got shot. That's yeah. when I started investing. That was my, see, I, I graduated 1983, uh -huh. right? So that was like the time I got into my first job. That's amazing. You know, after all the mining and oil yeah, stocks, yeah. I shifted into this. Beautiful. So two, three years accumulating on it. Guess yeah. what happened after the revolution? 86. 86. Boom. Anything you touch is gold, right? <laughs> Boom. I can't remember the exact price, but in 1990, yeah. 1990, I sold it for over a thousand bucks. From three hundred fifty to a thousand. Three fifty, three pesos fifty three cents. Three pesos, oh god. Three pesos fifty cents. You to know, like six fifty, eleven fifty. Those were the prices. Absolutely, right? Nuts. It's nuts. But yeah, another lesson, right? Yeah. Why was I selling in nineteen ninety? See, I'm a guy who put everything on my investments. I have such a big base. I was like rocking it you know yeah. i was like building up this this kitty yeah, yeah. right that i said that yeah, it's yeah. gonna be my kitty yeah but i was about to get married ah, okay. okay and the wife i married you know her yes and you know how i follow everything she said <laughs> right and <laughs> this is life so uh life-threatening when i go home and i don't see this but you know seriously she wanted the house she wanted a house. She wanted a house. Um, I said, if I keep the cash, I keep my investment portfolio, yeah. I can earn money for 
the rent of the same house. Uh-huh. Right? right? So I'm a rent and invest guy. Yeah. She doesn't buy that. Uh-huh. We're getting married. We have to be secure. Yes. We have to have our own place. That's right. Right? That's what she wants. That's what she wants. That's... So I get the bullet, sold. Sold PLDT. Dropping my liquidity to almost nil because everything <laughs> went there. I mean, that's the asset right now, right? That's right. Okay. Ramos became president. Oh. In 1992. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. And that, when he stepped into the presidency, he solved the electricity problem. Ah, like, re- yeah, remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. 1991, 1990 wasn't exactly that good. Yeah. And the price was already there. Okay. So when Ramos became president, Boom. that went it up went to up. about 1,008 wow. to 2,000. Wow. Right? Yes. I was telling my wife, and I still talk about it yeah. up till these days. And yeah. I said, if we did rent and invest, <laughs> we could have afforded a house in a more plush village like yours, <laughs> right? I was telling her, Anne, if you just believe me, we could be informed by today. Okay. And she always retorts and strikes back, Rex, you may be right. I agree. Yes. But not about the we. You would have been in Forbes Park by yourself. <laughs> by yourself, right? So now I look back at that again, big lesson. That's why I'm telling you it's a big lesson. We don't invest for the money. We invest for a purpose. That's right. Wonderful. If I go back all of these years, I'll do that again. Yes. I'm not going to agree with it. I'll be a little bad about it, but I'm going to do Did you that hear again. that? That's a very important lesson. It's not all about the money. It's about the family, the love, and the relationships. Great lesson. No, because if you go back, uh, I mean, this house is where, you know, um, our children grew up. Yeah. All of them were born. Absolutely. You know, we, 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 we renovated it, yeah. not really renovated. We actually tore it down and yeah. put a new one right on the same spot. So, yeah. I mean, that entire, our entire family, yeah. you know, went through our, like, since I, I, I carried her day two of our wedding. Wow. Day one, we stayed in the hotel, yeah. right, where the reception was. Yeah. But day two, I carried her to the house. And we stayed in that place until today. Wow. Even if we have, you know, yeah. you know, yeah. we have other houses, right? Yeah. But we still stay there. And that's where our children got born, where, where they grew up, had friends. Beautiful. And, you know, you cannot pay for that. No. You know, what kind Absolutely. of yield, what yeah. kind of yield yeah. will match up with that? Absolutely. Nothing. So I, I tell a lot of people... You go back to your why, yeah. Because the answer to your why sets you forth for your investment program. Ooh, define your why, guys. Define your why. Rex, what when you say okay, investment program strategy? Give give us uh, in a nutshell. What should a person do if he wants to grow his finances? Okay. Um, first things first. Just start. Just start. okay. Sometimes I uh, I get to see a lot of people, you know trying to study, trying to, you know, listen to so many seminars, right? Yeah. And they attend, you know, we, we, we call them the seminaristas, <laughs> but they don't execute. Uh, For me, it's all about execution. I don't even care how much you're going to earn. The important thing is you set it aside because if you don't, it ends up in the mall. It ends up, you know, in a certain luxury item. It ends up with, you know, great food, but, it never gets set aside. So you start. Start. 
you start early, you have a longer runway, don't worry about yields. The yields will get to you when you start accumulating the acumen. Mm. But the important thing is start. Why? Because the most potent force in the world of finance is not a selection of investments nor the yields. The most potent force is the compounding power of money. Time. Time, right? Time is a constant. See, yields are very different. You might be lucky this year. You might be doing well this year. Next year, it might not be like that. Wow. But if you're there for 30 years, see, a lot of people think, you know, wow, Rick, yung investment portfolio, mo, it's so huge. It's more like a mutual fund now, right? But you know, I tell a lot of people, you know, 34 years, yeah. That's 34 true. years, yeah. Anyone Beautiful. Who, see, Beautiful. Exactly. I, you know, I, I tell people, you know, sometimes you get so fixated in earning more, yeah. right? Yeah. Get more fix, fixated in, first, why are you doing this? Yeah. And second, committing to a program. Long term. Okay. And then, in the middle of it, try to learn it now. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're so lucky they have TRC. They have all of these things. You know, when I started... You don't even know who to trust, yeah, right? Yeah. People were, you know, you talk about fake news right now. Uh, at that time, it was like insider trading, you know, the rumor mill and yeah. all that. Now the information, the research all is all there. around, right? You, you don't even have to pay an arm and a leg for it. Yeah. In the past, you know, the research is done by the big, big houses yeah. are not going to be in your hands if you don't wow. have a big portfolio. Yeah. And you even pay for it. That's Today, right. you know, it's, it's there, right? Uh, and and you know, the analysis that comes forth, you know, even if you pay for it now, saves you a lot of time, right? Wow. So start early, learn, yes. right? Execute, yep. and be consistent about Consistency. Very, very important, the consistency. And again, for me, largely, always it's psychological. Yes. For me, uh, you know, my, my friend Randall Chongson always says oh, this, yes. money is not technical, right? It's behavioral. Behavioral. Because a lot of people out there will never be happy oh. because of all the could, would, you know. Yeah. I could have done this. I could. See, a lot of people have this bad way of taking a perspective into any decision they make. Yeah. And once you do it on this market, you'll never be happy. Yeah. Let me give you an example. Somebody buys a stock. Yeah. It goes down. Yeah. Oops, I shouldn't have bought that. Uh, it went down. I yes, shouldn't have bought yes, that. Yeah. Right? Yep. Hey, you bought it for a reason, right? Okay. You know you made the decision yeah. and there is analysis to go with it. Okay. The market will not always present value. That's true. Markets almost always don't present value. Yeah. But it will always follow value in time. In time. It will wow. always follow value follow in time. Value. So why are you going to have a you know, bad feeling about it yeah. if you think you did the right fundamental analysis in choosing that stock? That's right. Right? In fact, when it goes down and you stick to your guns and say, you know, I have the right analysis for this, yes. then you should commit more. Wow. Because you're not getting it at the bargain. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So yesterday you were willing to buy it at X. Yeah. Now it's X minus 10%. Yeah. And you're not willing to buy it now. Why? Mm. Because the market tells you it's a lower price. Would have. Now, this is the worst. Yeah. Somebody buys a stock. Yeah. It goes up. Yep. 
I should have bought more. <laughs> so, hindi ko pa rin happy. Eh, sabi ko, hindi ka na magiging happy forever. You know, you're always gonna look at what's wrong. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, minsan, you know, I'm not gonna say I make all the right decisions. Yep. But it's a way of perceiving decisions that makes me stronger. Mm-hmm. Right? I buy, it goes down. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. I'm having a bigger opportunity. Yeah. To buy at a bargain. That's right. Right? I mean, remember my PLDT store, 1150, 650, 6, 4, up to 3. 350. Right? I would have been losing more than 50%. Uh, right? That's right. But 10 years later, yeah. things change. Amazing. Right? So here is a different story. You bought, it went down. Oh, no, no, sorry. You bought, it went up. Yep. Then buy some more. If you like to, buy some more. Now, this is worse. It went up. You sold. Yeah. You already made money. Yeah. Right? It went up more. It went, it went up more. Yeah. I could have waited. I said, you'll never be happy. Right? That's true. See, it's a psychological thing. You'll never be happy. Ang bilis yan, dapat ang perspective, it's different. Eh? It went up. What we're supposed to say. Hindi na akin yan. Yeah. Ba? Okay na eh. I already earned money. That's so right. if it goes up, we're not happy. If you do constant investing, you'll never be out of the market oh, 100%. Yeah. Eh, yeah, right? Yeah. So if it goes up, konti pa rin naman natire, eh. I mean, I'm not going to say you're going to yeah. finish it. right? Yeah. So it's important that you think about your attitude and your behavior towards the money. Beautiful. Because I, I always have this rule. I teach all the people... Uh, under me, all, all the guys in the office that I mentor, there's this rule that I have that sticks to their heads all the time. Which is? No one loses money by selling at a profit. That's right. right? Very I mean, good. you never lose money if you sell at a profit. Very so if you sell at a profit, even if it goes up, why are you going to be sad? You already made your money. Thank you for that, Rex. That is so good. We're <laughs> going to answer some questions. Jay Angelo, what advice can you give to make the husband and wife Come to the same mindset to invest. Wow. That's a, that's a very good question and uh, quite a challenge for many couples. Yes. Now, people look at the investing part and look at the technicalities of it. That's why people don't agree. Sometimes people think about, you know, why shouldn't we spend it? Why should we set aside the money for something? If you set aside the money, where will you put it? I don't understand the stock market. I don't understand bonds. I don't understand this. I understand the time deposit. So they fight now about what to put it on. The other guys fight about setting it aside or enjoying it today. I want a vacation, you know, Ah, things like that. Now, my advice is always like this. Focus on what you want later. Focus on building goals. See, remember... I had goals. I knew I'm not going to hit them with my salary. Yeah. And that's why I needed to invest. That's so good. See, that's you now so have good. to look at investing, study investing, because what's going to take you from here to where you want to be yeah. is investing. That's right. Because in, without investing, you won't. I mean, you Correct. won't get there. Correct. So focus on the goals you have. So again, my, my mom told me this. Enjoy now, sacrifice later. Yeah. Or sacrifice now. Enjoy later. Yeah. So for the couples that are thinking about, do we enjoy it today or do we invest it? You can move from enjoying it today to investing it 
if you can drive home the story that you can actually enjoy more if you enjoy it later. Beautiful. Right? Yeah. See, a lot of people think about the trade-off today. Yeah. No, it's not the trade-off today. Yeah. It's a trade-off between the future, yeah. right? And the money that you're setting aside. Wow. It doesn't match with what you missed. Yeah. It's much with what you will miss. Wow. So That's when you great. do that, right? You now concentrate on how do we now get there? Yeah. So the key to Angelo is, is setting up the, the goals. Yeah. And, and in fact, I, I, uh, I get this from many of my brothers at Mastermind, setting up loftier goals, yeah. right? Because, you know, if you just set goals that you don't change, yeah. what happens is this, you hit them. And <laughs> there's it. no excitement excitement anymore, yes. right? In fact, the the the, <laughs> the thing that I get from mastermind is this: you don't even have to wait to hit your goals, right? Yeah. When the goal is about to get hit, you now think about something farther. Yeah, that's the way to do it. I mean, that's it's true. it's really goals. I love it. I love the answer. And so, couples, husbands and wives, if you're not agreeing on the investments, listen to Rex. He said, talk about your future goals and hopefully loftier goals. And then you realize, okay, to reach those goals and to really, really enjoy them, I'm gonna sacrifice now, and then hopefully be able to make those investments. Uh, we're, we're taking down these questions. We're gonna have, we're gonna do something different right now, because what we wanna do is we wanna go more in depth with uh, Rex Mendoza, because he's just a whole, a whole vault, a whole library <laughs> of uh, great, uh, wisdom on investments and finances. We are going to have uh, Truly Rich Club members, please listen, because you already are investing in the market. Truly Rich Club members, we want to guide you on on stock market investments. We also want to guide you on, on the other issues that are very, very important in your finances. So at eight o'clock in the morning, for Truly Rich Club members exclusively, we're going to have a show with Rex Mendoza. It will be shown at eight o'clock in the morning tomorrow and it will be available for you to view, for you to watch and listen for four days. That's, uh, that's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. That, and then after that, will, it will not be available anymore. So Truly Rich Club members, go to uh, www.trulyrichclub.com slash success code. I repeat, these are for Truly Rich Club members. And the reason why we have a special show for you as members is because we have been guiding you on how to invest in the market, in the stock market. And so I'm sure you have a lot of questions and you want to, you know, like learn more. A lot of, uh, a lot of you have been asking, uh, you know, I, I want to learn more how to invest and all that. And what should I do when, this, when the company that I bought went down like recently, you know? Uh, we, 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 we bought this one company and it went down. What should I do? So we're going to answer those questions. So I repeat, for Truly Rich Club members, uh, it will be at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning. And you, you, will be, you will be watching Rex and I talk more in depth about step-by-step -step strategies on how you can make better financial decisions. So not just the stock market. We're going to talk about uh, other things as well. Specifically, I'm going to ask Rex how he diversifies uh, his investments. I'm gonna ask Rex how he invests in stock market, of course, we're gonna talk about that. And, and how does he do it with real estate? How does he do it even with art? Because uh, Rex is a, an investor in art. So we're gonna talk more, more about that in our show, Success 
code. In the meantime, uh, for, for all of you who are watching, uh, we will continue um, having success live every single Thursday night. And uh, I want you to join me next Thursday uh, for another episode on success live. And uh, we're, we're, we'll, we'll, we just want to bless people. By the way, if you are not yet a member of the Truly Rich Club, please do join us. Uh, sign up. Be a member. Get all that we give. We, we, we give you a truckload of wisdom, both in our newsletters. We give, you, we give you webinars like this, shows like this. We give you stock market guidance, like we actually tell you what stocks to buy, when to buy, when. You know, we, we, we coach people. And it's, it's just, uh, you know, if you're, if you're interested in to grow in your financial life, go to www.trulyrichclub.com and do sign up. And, and yeah, uh, you know, uh, be part of our, of our uh, show tomorrow morning in Success Code. Thank you so much, guys. Let's, let's pray. Let's ask God for his blessing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. It is so good, Father, that you are here. Continue to guide and lead us. Thank you so much for this wisdom. We, we, we ask you, Father, that, that you're that the experience of uh, your generosity will be able to share it to other people, that, that we too will be generous. And we ask you that the overflow of grace continues in our lives and our families. Thank you so much in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much, guys. I repeat, I'm going to see you next Thursday for another episode of Success live and we hope to answer your questions again this uh, next Thursday. If we were not able to answer them today, we're going to answer them next Thursday in Success Live. And for Truly Rich Club members, I'm going to see you tomorrow, 8 o'clock in the morning for our exclusive show, Success Code. See ya. God bless you. Okay. Thank you.